This is Seismic. We allow marketers to see audiences, performance, context, and ensure that their message is seen in the media of their choice with the most effective creative delivered to exactly the right audience at exactly the right time. Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Before I begin with today's poem, I wanted to apologize for not having a couple of poems there at the end of last week. I came down with a sickness and was laid up in bed there for a couple of days, so I apologize for that. Uh, thank you for your patience. But I am back uh, with some new poems for this new week. Today is Monday, April 15th, and the poem that I'm going to be reading today is by Gerard Manley Hopkins. He was an English poet and Jesuit priest who lived from 1844 to 1889, certainly one of the leading and most famous Victorian poets. And the poem that I'm going to read today is called Pied Beauty. It was composed in 1877 and published in 1918. And this is how it goes. Glory be to God for dappled things, for skies of couple color as a brinded cow, for rose moles all in stipple upon trout that swim, Fresh fire coal, chestnut falls, finches' wings, landscape plodded and pieced, fold, fallow, and plow, and all trades, their gear and tackle and trim, and all trades, their gear and tackle and trim, all things counter, original, spare, strange, whatever is fickle, freckled, who knows how, with swift, slow, sweet, sour, a dazzle, dim. He fathers forth whose beauty is past change. Praise him. In the classic Hundred Poems anthology, William Harmon uh, reminds us that Hopkins was, as I mentioned, a Jesuit priest. The Jesuits have two governing mottos, and they use the um, initials, the Latin initials of these governing mottos on much of their, their academic work, apparently. And those, um, those initials are AMDG, which stands for Ad Majorem Dei Gloriam, which means to the greater glory of God. And then the other one is LDS, Laus Deo Semper, meaning praise to God always. And this is a poem that is marked at the beginning and the end by those two phrases, those two mottos. It begins with glory be to God for dappled things, and it ends praise him. So it's marked... Uh, by uh, both at the beginning and the end, by an introduction and a conclusion, uh, by a framing device that is about giving glory to God. But in that framing device, this poem also falls in a long tradition of inventories, if you want to use that word. As um, Harmon writes, this poem is an inventory of a variety of things. And uh, Harmon notes that one of the great things about Hopkins is that he, he takes things like glorifying God, praising God, attributes of divine beings um, and things that are typically abstract, uh, deep theological thought, for example. And he does everything he can to make them less abstract, to make them um, applicable to our senses, to make them enjoyable to our senses, to give us what Eliot might call objective correlatives for those abstract ideas. So for example, here, Harmon suggests that Hopkins is emphasizing that the creator's creation is never the same and always changing. And Harmon makes note of the fact that that runs counter, ironically, to Hebrews chapter 13, where it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So Hopkins is getting into one of the, the deep um, ironies 
of, of our life where the creator is consistent, but he's created a unique, changing, and various creation. And that, that there is beauty in the consistency and there is beauty in the variation. It seems obvious that, that Hopkins would have been aware, perhaps even responding uh, to that Hebrews verse. And Hopkins, of course, is committed to variety, both in his language and in the images that he uses in much of his poetry. His sprung verse is nothing if not various. Uh, he was known for sprung verses. That, uh, that was the, that's the name of the way he, he wrote, the forms that he uh, employed. You see it especially in God's grandeur. And I think he resolves the, this, this dichotomy, if it's there at all, in the second to the last line. Before he says praise him, he said, he fathers forth whose beauty is past change. And if there is an abstraction in this poem, it's in that line. Because it seems to be that he is suggesting that the beauty that we have here um, is, is it's various and changing because it hasn't reached the level of the creator, that the creator is beyond all that, that the creator is so innately itself, himself, that the creator is so at one with its form that it is a beauty beyond the kind of beauties that we can experience here. And that the beauty of variety that we see here is what God's given us to, to reach for that other beauty. Um, and I think whether you are a, a committed Christian who is about to celebrate Easter this week or whether you're not, um, I think that that idea that Hopkins is getting at is is a lovely one. And I think it's why Hopkins' work has lasted among so many different kinds of, of readers for so long. So once again, here's Pied Beauty by Gerard Manley Hopkins. Glory be to God for dappled things, for skies of couple color as brinded cow, for rose moles all in stipple upon trout that swim, Fresh firecoal, chestnut falls, finches' wings, landscape plotted and pieced, fold, fallow, and plow, and all trades, their gear and tackle and trim, all things counter, original, spare, strange, whatever is fickle, freckled, who knows how, with swift, slow, sweet, sour, a dazzle, dim, he fathers forth whose beauty is past change. Praise him. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. 